Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with me as we build the bridge to conversation right here uh, across the nation on the C.L. Bryant Show. And uh, hey, folks. It is one of those days where uh, we're taking the issues uh, head on, head on. And uh, earlier in the program, we uh, had um, the president of Red State Talk Radio, the largest talk platform in the nation, on with me. And that was Scott Adams. And, hey, if you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, you certainly want to get my free app just to hear what Scott had to say about what Nancy Pelosi very well could could be planning. Oh, you may think that's far-fetched, but Nancy is a very skilled a politician. Don't get it twisted. I've had on with me uh, in the past uh, this gentleman and uh, this lady, Corey Lee, who is uh, a black farmer extraordinaire in our nation, and he has been raising a ruckus in Washington, D.C., along with an advocate of his, our friend, friend of the show, Vivian Childs, and uh, I want to bring them on now. There's some real loud clutter back there. If you could uh, uh, cut that, uh, cut that down a little bit. I'm going to bring him on now. Corey Lee, welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you, brother? I'm doing good. It's good to be back with you one more time. Uh, I really appreciate your advocacy on our behalf. Well, Corey, tell us now uh, about the, this journey and, and uh, thus far on the journey in, in this fight. Uh, how has that been going? Uh, what's what's up? What's What's new? Well, over the course of the last month and a half, uh, my organization, along with other, other advocates for black farmers, have been in talks with uh, the Biden transition team, and it seems that it's more of the same. Uh, there has been a uh, bill introduced back in November by Senator Cory Booker for uh, the Justice for Black Farmers Act of 2020. Uh, you know, naturally, with legislation, that may you know take some time to... Uh, to pass. However, uh, my organization proposed an executive order that would right the wrongs uh, from the Pickford uh, litigation, in which it was the largest civil rights case uh, ever uh, decided against the United States uh, for discrimination. It, well, it was in favor of the black farmers. Let me ask it, you about the appointment of uh, agriculture. Uh, secretary, uh, how do you? How are you feeling about this? Uh, you just want to get my bull, my blood boiling early in this conversation. <laughs> uh, secretary Vilsack, he was uh, appointed uh, 
through the Obama administration. And for eight years, it was more of the same. Under his leadership, black farmers suffered and continue to suffer uh, deprivation of land, denial of loans, and every other thing uh, that you can imagine under the sun. Secretary Vilsack has been artful in suppressing the truth about his record in regards to civil rights. And so over the last month, as we were having our conversation with the transition team and we found uh, found out about him being nominated once again, we were absolutely livid because he's a known quantity. He has a track record for discriminating and suppressing the constitutional rights of uh, black farmers as well as other socially disadvantaged farmers. But what, what I find interesting, we had a very, very fruitful conversation with uh, uh, Cedric Richmond from right down in Louisiana from your area. Right, right. I know Cedric. And he, on the Zoom conference, he said that, you know, he's very well aware what happened with Bill Sack uh, and the, the Obama's uh, administration's woeful record on civil rights in the USDA. And he was only there for the last two years of it. But however, well, with his new position, he would also be aligning uh, this fight with Susan Rice, who would be head of the domestic policy, and also take it to uh, Cory Booker and uh, to uh, Kamala Harris to to make sure that they could put the reins on Bill Sack and uh, his employees there so that this uh, problem will be fixed. But that's not good enough. Uh, for example, President Trump, when he was in office, he used the power executive order when the trade wars with China persisted. They made available $46 billion to farmers for relief. Well, if President Joe Biden is serious about his rhetoric about uh, equality, then he should not have any problem assigning a proposed executive order to remove any discretion from Tom Vilsack on fixing these black farmers' cases. Corey, do and, you expect any type of movement like that from the Biden camp? Uh, do, you, do you expect him to do anything like that? Because, folks, let me tell you something. If, in fact, the Republicans did not give, and, Corey, we got to talk about this. If the Republicans did not give the black farmer their due, and for whatever reason a Democrat administration does, there is something out of out of kilter here. Corey, talk us about talk to us about the imbalance of that political uh, f- uh, framework and focus. If that were to occur, talk to us. Well, what we have done has has put the Democrats on notice as well as the Republicans, and what we have found out over the last two years is that uh, black people have uh, taken the initiative to go to the polls now. But our vote will no longer be a gimme for Democrats. And from the standpoint of they always come begging for their vote, for black, uh, the black community's vote, but once we give them their, our vote, we get nothing in return. And so as we saw then in Georgia, which we was hoping that uh, what we put forth uh, to the Republicans would sway the Georgia's votes, but we we didn't really get on uh, good traction uh, with that administration. 
probably because maybe we didn't have a chance to get to the decision makers. But early on, the Biden administration has shown that they have buffers between the people and the the actual decision makers. And so somehow we're going to have to root out these people standing in the way of justice because what we will deliver is this. 2022 is coming. And whatever party that will step up and fix this situation, you will get our vote. Nothing is more important than the ownership of land. And as the population in the United States uh, grows, well, the ownership of real estate also grows or the the, uh, the, the, <clears throat> the the hope to own real estate because when you own real estate, you have a voice. Yeah. <clears throat> and the and the deprivation of black farmland and and how black farmers are being illegally foreclosed on when Congress has sought to uh, protect the black farmers. For example, both parties have been instrumental, but more so what people don't recognize is that if it was not for Newt Gingrich back in 1998 with the uh, uh, when some black farmers uh, from Georgia went to him, they never would have extended the statute of limitations that would have made the pick for litigation possible for the majority of the black farmers. And, and in support of that, to, to go further down the road, Senator Chuck Grassley was instrumental in getting things done to help black farmers. And so, yeah, people have a misconception of, well, the Republicans are trying to uh, deny all uh, equal rights. That's not true. Uh, but both parties are guilty of trying to suppress this situation as before us now. And again, as I promised, we have already started. We're, we've started uh, the same way that the political machines in Georgia have started. We're starting to organize in an effective way. And if we have just rhetoric from this administration, when those seats come up in 2022, there will be a, a ch- uh, change in the balance of power on Capitol Hill. That's a promise. Folks, this is a man who is fired up. And Co- uh, uh, Corey Lee, I want you to tell everybody, is is, uh, is Vivian Childs I- I there with you? Or, Michelle, are we going to do that separately? How are we going to do that? I'm here. How Vivian, are you? you're there. Vivian, you have not chimed in yet. And, you know, I know that you are somebody who chimes in. So chime <laughs> in and tell us your side of this story that's going on as well. I'm telling you, you know me, I, I, I don't mind being in the back as long as what happens comes out and we cross that finish line. Of course, it's done a great job at that. And I thank you too, CL, while I have the opportunity to say that for what you're doing to put the word out there. One thing you. Corey did say today, and, and I'm pleased that he did, is that we're disappointed. Not by any particular administration, but when he mentioned the buffers, for whatever reason, we are definitely, we couldn't be reaching the right people. I cannot believe that people in leadership who profess to do so much for so many would allow our farmers to have their land taken from them over and over again. And that is what bothers me. That's why I'm still here fighting every day. You know, we talk about hope all the time. And yeah. I said, to me, hope means helping our people every day. Yeah. So when we look at hope, that's what we need to be doing. And we're not doing enough for the black farmer. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I just love better. that. So he's right. We're at the table now. 
and I'm going to give them every opportunity to right this wrong. I love that. You know, Vivian, I just love that. Uh, helping our people every day, regardless of who your people are, help them. Hope. Yeah. Give them hope. Help our people every day. I love that. In fact, uh, listen, the work that you all are doing, I want to applaud you, uh, Vivian. I know that you don't do this for any accolades or applause. You do it because that's your that's your creed. You help our people every day. That's your creed. That's what she does. And I want to thank you for that. And I know that uh, black farmers uh, around uh, the nation are very grateful. Coming from that uh, kind of stock myself, I still hold on to a parcel, a small parcel of a farm that had been in our, our family for over 150 years, uh, since right after slavery down here in Louisiana. And, and so I, this is a, a subject that's near and dear to my heart. Corey, continue to fight the good fight. Vivian, God bless and God keep you both. Thank you so much for coming on. Michelle, we'll get them back on real soon. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Bye thank now. You. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show, and I want to thank you all for coming along with us as we have built the bridge to conversation here in our nation. And, um, yeah, I understand the um, – I understand that fight. I understand that fight that um, farmers are in, and I sympathize with it. Uh, having come from that type of stock myself, uh, I still hold on to a, a little bit of property down in uh, my mother's Grand Cane, native Grand Cane, Louisiana. And um, it is true that when you are a landowner, uh, yeah, you, you do have a voice. The, the land gives you a voice because there's so much, so many things that people want to do and that there's so many, you know, people have ideas of what they want to do with your property while you're still on it. Are you here? You better hear me. There are people right now. Oh, I'm not saying, you know, if you're living, you know, on, uh, you know, Primrose Lane or whatever, things are probably not going to change there. But if you're in sort of an outlier, like outlying area and you own property, you may very well have pretty good bargaining chip for the future. One of the reasons why Grandpa drilled and drilled and drilled into our heads, never sell land. Never sell the land. Don't sell the land. They don't make any more of it. And it's true. But if you sell it, use that to uh, go and buy some where somewhere else although i'll never let that piece of property go but i'll certainly be looking for something to possess in florida and, and no i don't have that indian mentality that uh, native american as they call them uh, mentality of you can't own land yes you can in fact uh god uh says gave a, a parcel of land to is to israel that he says was there. In fact, they, the, the Bible itself is the title deed to it. The Bible is the title deed to that land in Israel. And so don't come to me with this idea that uh, we are the world and all of this is ours. No, what you have is what you take dominion over. 
and your what you have been given by your creator is what gives you the ability to have domain. Are you hearing me? That's what gives you the ability to have domain. It's when you exercise your God-given gifts that are given to you by your creator. They're unalienable. Your life, your liberty to do what you want to do, and then the right that you have to pursue what makes you happy, as long as it's not making somebody else very sad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it might be illegal against the law. Make folks too sad. And so, my friends, here we are. In the midst of all of this. Let's take a look now at what's about to truly happen. With the stroke of his pen... Joe Biden has just signed the death warrant for jobs in the energy sector. Thousands of them. Thousands of them. Oh, man. When when um, me and my my friends were just about to graduate from high school, we had this. um dream of going up and working on the Alaska pipeline. We're, we're, we're graduating from high school and we're working on the Alaska pipeline. Oh man, we had, you know, these uh, visions of ourselves as, you know, lumberjacks and making a lot of money and sending money home to mom and dad you know, and whatever, you know. And um, we finally, we worked out on offshore. We finally went offshore, worked on oil rigs, but that was a dream. I mean, that goes back nearly 40 years. It's been a long, long time, you know, and um, that job has always been a good job. And when Donald Trump did what he did as far as uh, all systems go for XL, then people went to work. I have nephews who, who went to work. Up there in what was it North Dakota, South Dakota, North Dakota. Anyway, that's where they that's where they were. I think they are I'm still up there. They were doing well, very well, sending money home to mama. Yes, they were. Uh, Those jobs are gone with the stroke of a pen, the pen of Joe Biden, who is, in fact, catering to his Green New Deal people He's paying them off. He is owned. He is bought. And he's driving us back into the arms, or he would. The folks we have been trying to get away from. He's driving us back into their arms, or he'd like to. I ain't going.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, CL Bryant Show, where the difference in radio is real. Yeah, tune over here every day. The CL Bryant Show over Red State, Red State Talk, coast to coast, border to border, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Thank you for coming along with us right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. And hey, all of you folks up in the Utah area, I have many, many listeners up that way. Coming to visit you real soon. Want to see you again uh, over my good friend uh, Kathy, Kathy Smith's uh, radio station up there. It is called Loving Liberty, and I'm so glad to be on with them daily as well. And thank you so much, Kathy, uh, for your friendship and having us on the radio and all the other terrestrials who have us on around the country who pick up the show and the signal and um, and replay us. Um, we certainly are appreciative of that. Head it uh, down to head down to Florida here in um, not too many days hence. And so they're opening a setup shop, looking to set up shop down there. Of course, Louisiana, I'll always be back and forth uh, here. I mean, I'll, I'll probably even maintain a residence here uh, in Louisiana because I'll, I'll have to come in and out of, um, of, of Louisiana uh, all the time. And so I must well have a place here uh, in, in Louisiana, my home, sweet home, wherever I lay my head, my, my home's in Louisiana. Uh, I think there was a great song by the supergroup Alabama many years ago. Homes in Alabama, my home's in Louisiana. Wherever I lay my head, my home is Louisiana. But I'm going to be laying my head down in Florida uh, here soon. And uh, hopefully, I mean, this is my plan, at least for a little while. My plan is to wake up to the sound of the waves crashing against the beach. Never. Uh, have I been able to do that? Live near the beach on a couple of occasions, but um, never have I been able to actually uh, claim residence uh, with the waves crashing out uh, on uh, the shore. And then, of course, being able to get up and go down to the shore. Folks, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm kicking off the second part of my life, second half of my life, and I'm planning on living to 120, so come on and go along with me. And uh, as we adventure and go on this adventure together, explore what happens in America and be a part of that design. Uh, People are living to uh, a much longer age, AARP, um, hey, hey. I don't know what may happen, but um, you just keep an eye, you just keep an eye on that. And um, the new American male at age sixty-five, huh? Ah, the new American male at age sixty-five. He ain't your he ain't your your dad's American male at age sixty-five. 
He's not your grand. He's certainly not your grandfather. Oh, he might be mine. My grandfather could work me into the ground, literally into the ground. I, I wondered. Well, I mean, this man was. A, he had to have slave driver blood or something in him, because he would just work you and work you and work you, and it does didn't seem to me that he got tired. I have great stamina, but my God, this man. Oh, my God. But the new American male at age 65 is a prototype of what is going to uh, we're going to be looking at as we go down our American future. And um, you might be looking for that type of thing. I'll be talking to you more about that as we go along. Uh, Everyone is uh, looking to live uh, even if you're 65, another 25, 30, 40 years, uh, in my case, another 60. And so, uh, you know, or another 55. And so um, that's what I'm looking for. Absolutely. You can do it. You got to have the right state of mind, though. And America, you are being flooded flooded with stinking thinking. Joe Biden is inheriting what was a thriving economy. It's no wonder the the Dow is reaching record highs today. Joe Biden is inheriting what Donald Trump put in place. But it won't last. It can't. He has just taken the first step. Now, I'm going to be very interested to see what the market's going to look like tomorrow morning in light of the effect of him destroying thousands of jobs, nearly 10, 15,000 jobs. Boom, gone with the stroke of a pen. He has not been a friend to the working man. And you young people out there, and let me tell you this. I said this last night on uh, the Newsmax hit with uh, Rob Schmidt. I'm going to say it again. And I wasn't just talking to black folks. I'm talking to all of us. I'm talking to Americans. But you need to buckle your seatbelt because we're all on our way back to Obamaland. Yeah, you're on your way back to Obama land. And 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 I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what how anyone tries to paint uh, Obama land as having been a good place because it was inhabited by the the wizard of Obama land, Obama himself. The first person of color to inhabit the Oval Office. That was not a good place for us to be, especially black folks. Let me talk to you, especially for black folks, black young people, white young people, young people, Americans. That was not a good place for you to be. But you're headed back there quickly. The jobless rates 
are going to go up. They just did by thousands. And by putting them out of work, he actually hurt, hurt the little cafes. He hurt the little hotels. He hurt all of the little businesses in and around the places where these people who were working on the pipeline were, in fact, frequenting and spending money. Yeah, it, it's a it's a domino effect. When when I when I don't have any money, then I'm not spending any money at the store, right? When I don't have any money, I'm not buying gas. I'm not going out to eat. Huh? I'm not doing any of that. When I don't have any money. You know, I'm not buying a new car. Huh? I'm not doing any of that. Not even looking for property to, to, you know, you don't have any money. You can't, you don't have any money. You don't have any money. And so everyone who runs those businesses that you do business with, they suffer too. Because they just lost your business. And it, it goes on down the line because if it affects them in a large way, like it just affected those people working on the pipeline, then the people that you do business with, the people they do business with, it's a domino effect. Right down the line. So it won't last. And, and these people talking about uh, spink, sprinkling uh, pixie dust on, on on Joe Biden's oh my God it just it just absolutely irks me to even say the Biden administration somebody awake me from this nightmare please reach over and. Pinch me, slap me, bump me with your... Somebody, please, awaken me from this nightmare that we are experiencing. Are you, are you hearing the word surreal come into play? This whole thing is surreal. And then let us then get to Chris Wallace. Friends, if I hadn't heard it with my own ears, if somebody had told me Chris Wallace said this, I would have thought that they had to have, they must have heard him wrong. Right. If you heard if somebody told you that Chris Wallace said of the speech that Joe Biden gave yesterday during what we will have to call his uh, inaugural speech. If someone had told me that Chris Wallace said, CL, Chris Wallace said that that was the best speech inaugural speech he had ever heard if someone had told me that Chris Wallace said that folks I gotta tell you I would not believe them I would not have, I would have so surely you heard them wrong 
But no, I heard this with my own lying ears. And they did. They would have had to have lied to me. My ears would have had to have lied to me. If I, if, 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 but they didn't. This man said that that lackluster dud of a speech was the best, oh my goodness, the best inaugural speech that he had ever heard. And he made himself look even crazier, even more bizarre by actually telling us that he goes back to hearing John Kennedy's inaugural address that has the immortal American clarion call in it of ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. Chris Wallace stooped to a pandering point to a point where he was saying to the Joe Biden administration just let me put my nose for a little bit oh my goodness they have they have never done an interview with Chris Wallace right let me tell you what this is all about this is what Chris Wallace was doing. He was, he was brown-nosing. Oh, yes, he was. Oh, my. That was total brown nose. Now, Wallace has wanted an interview with the Biden uh, folks for ages. They've never given it to him because he was. they were afraid that he'd be tough on them because he's known as a tough journalist. But Chris, I got to tell you, man, I see you absolutely differently in a whole different light. Oh, there's been many people that you made that have made mistakes and yada, yada, yada. But you see them the same because they are really the same. They just, you know, did that. But Chris, I I had you in this. I had you in this. uh, I don't know. This 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 place that uh, even though I didn't like you, I don't like your, I don't like, I don't like, you never have liked your politics, really. And I don't never have liked the way you treat the president. I never have liked that about you. But I at least had you in a place where if you did get a Joe Biden in the chair, I at least felt as though you would be uh, tough on him. Like you were with President Trump. I felt that you would at least be that way with Joe Biden. But what you said in yesterday tells me that you are a brown nose. And that's something my daddy taught me never to be, not even for a few minutes. 
Not even for a second. Yeah, no, no. Lord knows I, I know some very influential people who could help me along the way quickly, quickly, quickly. Yeah, but I refuse to be that. I'll be my own man. I'll rise or fall by what God has given me. He's even given me the ability to stand or he's given me the ability not to. He's given me the ability to stand, so I'm going to stand. And of course, you want your friends around you uh, to help you with, with what you do, and you want your friends around you to, so you can help them with what they do. But as far as being beholden, 21 for your success, no. Women and children can be beholden, but men, you, have to, you should stand on your own. Women and children can be that way, but, but men have to stand on their own. You have to find your way. Be what God has designed you to be, the head. And someone who, in fact, um, is a covering, a protector for those around you, the people you care about, your family. That's what a man is supposed to be. That's what a man should be. Whatever flaws he may have, a man above all of that should be the protector of his family. And the covering for them, those that he loves. Now, the president of the United States should be the covering for his nation. And what I think you're experiencing, people, is the loss of that covering. Are you? I said something. I'm preaching a whole lot better than y'all saying amen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I believe that we feel as though we have lost that covering. And guess what? We have. There is no covering from the Chinese now. And as much as they talk about Trump in bed with the Russians, uh, there's no covering from them now. Trump was a covering from them. Why? Because he understood Vladimir. He understood that Vladimir was just not the guy that you guys thought he, that we, everybody thinks he was. The Russian wolf uh, is in a deep winter. In fact, he's pretty much hibernating. But the Chinese are on the move, and that's what the, China, that's what the president was trying to warn us about with the Chinese, and he was covering them. They're, we've lost our covering from the, to the Iranians. And you can expect little rocket man, mark my word, to boom, boom some more. We've lost our covering from the North Koreans. And the South Koreans are scared. So's Japan. We've lost our covering Trump was the head of the house. He was our protector against the enemies that we have in the world. The same as any head of house is. We've lost our covering. I'm CL. We'll be back. Close it out in just a minute. Don't you go anywhere. Be right back. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die for So 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. Now, let's talk about exposure. CL back with you on this day, this great day. Well, I want, you know what? It, it, it is a great day in the USA. I just, I just am not saying it with the type of fervor that I have said it. In the past, America is still the greatest nation on the face of the planet. It's not because of who is in the Oval Office, but because of you. But I want you to take a look at something here. Let me point something out to you. We know from when Donald Trump became president of the United States that the FBI was in collusion against him, right? A new FBI director was uh, appointed, uh, Ray was appointed as FBI chief, and uh, Christopher Ray as FBI chief. And normally, normally, when a new guy comes into the Oval Office, as Joe Biden's the new guy in the Oval Office, normally, uh, he will replace the FBI director because that FBI director would have been too closely linked to the policies, the administration of the former administrator, right? Right. That's the way it usually goes. But there's something that you can you, there, there's something that you need to pay attention to. There's something that markedly happened that tells you about the collusion and the cahoots that everybody was in on when it came to um, Joe Biden and to Trump and to the FBI. Joe Biden has decided to keep Christopher Ray as director of FBI. Jen Psaki, White House spokesman, was asked Wednesday if Biden had confidence in Ray, and she said that she had not spoken to him, but um, uh, Ray was appointed by Donald Trump. But we do know after Trump fired Comey, James Comey, the one who hated Trump, who was running the head of the FBI, one of his successors to uh, J. Edgar Hoover in the line of secession. 
we see him keeping Ray. What does that say to you? It says to you, it says to me, and I'm saying this to you, that he has every confidence that Ray will help him continue the battle against Trump. Which also says that Biden or whoever is pulling the strings does not intend to go anywhere real soon. I don't think that Biden could be. I don't know. Of course, we don't know. Do you do you realize something? We truly don't know the state of mind of Joe Biden. Are you aware that are you aware that we are not really aware of the state of mind of Joe Biden? We don't know if he's all we don't know if he that he's propped up just enough, if they wind him up just enough so he could trot him out and then we don't see him anymore. You do realize that, right? <laughs> you have paid attention to how we are given Joe Biden small bites. The speech yesterday was what? It was what? 15 might might have been a 15 minute speech. How long was it? Was it was it 15 minutes? Trump spoke for an hour. <laughs> Joe Biden talked for 15 minutes. They put him up, put him back in the box. Uh, you know, they, you know, did whatever they did to him in the beast. This is the, the president's car. You know, I don't know. They may give him helium or what. I don't know. <laughs> not, not helium, oxygen or whatever. Well, they might, he might be in the, they might give him helium. He might be talking funny. Yeah, they give Biden helium in the, he, he him but anyway, enough of that foolishness. Enough of that. They could give him helium. But, uh, oh yeah, that's, that's right. But anyway. This is the world that we live in right now. They, they just, that, that's, that's who they call the president right now. And I, let me reiterate, I will never refer to Joe Biden as president of the United States. I pray for the office of presidents of the presidency and I pray for Donald Trump, who I still feel is the legitimate president of the United States. And if you were able to hear, uh, I, I understand that I had uh, difficulty with uh, Scott's audio. He wasn't as loud as he could be. Uh, it will be on the uh, CL Bryant um, show in the website as well. Uh, in our app, it'll be on the app and it'll be on the website as well. The CL Bryant show. Uh, website and um, it'll also be on the app but Scott was saying that he feels as though Nancy Pelosi is looking for a coup de gras on both of them but all I'm saying is that Joe Biden is not the covering that we need he will not stand up to anybody in fact he's beholden big time I miss I miss I miss President Trump already 
Nobody can miss Joe because he was never there. He conducted his campaign from the basement. He was a mile away from the nearest car. Well, not a mile, you know. But he was away. When he did his drive-in, his drive-in stuff, whatever you call that. And he had a mask on when he did that. Joe was never there. And he got 80 million votes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You want me to believe that. Americans, that's what they have told you. And that's what you have believed. But I'm telling you this. I'm telling you that Joe Biden, by him keeping Christopher Ray, it tells us it tells us that Joe likes the job, the hit job that Christopher Ray did on President Trump. And uh, he's going to keep Christopher Ray around so he can continue doing the hit job on who he needs to. Or maybe it's Kamala who needs Christopher, Christopher Ray to do the hit job. Maybe it is. But I do know a hit job is going on. And, and, and the sad part about it, America, is that we are getting hit ourselves by these clowns. I mentioned, I told you about uh, the conservative outrage over uh, Chris Wallace, son of Mike. But Mike, Chris is so much unlike his father. I had big time respect for his dad, Mike Wallace. He was so suave. He was debonair. He was uh, Bond, James Bond type guy, you know. Uh, you know, smoked. It was back when people still smoked on camera and all this kind of thing. But Chris, Chris Wallace has proven to be a mealy-mouthed brown noser. And, and yes, uh, he wants the interview with Biden. Well, who doesn't want an interview with Biden? I would like to have Biden on the show, but Biden will never come on the show. By the way, we'll have Dinesh uh, on with us, and I know Dinesh and I together will be able to beat Biden. He'll be a pinata here on this show. So if you're into Biden bashing, (laughs) not that I'm into Biden bashing, but they were Trump bashing. Not that you return evil for evil. I'm not doing that. But friends... We must take this thing back. And the way they took it back is that they constantly bashed our president while Mitch McConnell stood by and watched. They stole the presidency while we stood by and watched in front of our eyes. They stole the presidency from us in front of our eyes while we watched. Not even the greatest magician, Colin Copperfield, whatever, whoever, whomever. I don't think Copperfield could have pulled off the type of hoax, the type of heist of a presidency. Make it vanish the way they did. Uh, a little over a couple of months, a little over two months ago, made it vanish. Poof, presidency gone, and we watched. I am so sick of this. And they did it with people like Chris Wallace, 
But I think he went overboard by calling that dud of a speech. My grandma, my granddaughter knew it was a dud. <laughs> Bill Clinton, listen. And I don't know if Billy was asleep or if that just, he just caught it when the cam when the camera the camera makes me look sleepy sometimes. The camera catches me with my eyes. I mean, I don't, my eyes don't open wide anyway. But uh, Bill may not have been actually asleep, but he looked like he could have been. But Bill, I'm sure, thought that that speech was a dud because Bill could give some soaring rhetoric speeches. Obama had to think it was a dud because even though I never thought he was the greatest orator, uh, he gave some good speeches. His uh, his inauguration speech was was good. It was right up there. But to, th- to say that this and, and see that's another thing. You're saying that Joe Biden's inauguration speech was the best you ever heard compared to even Obama's too, Chris Wallace. Oh, what a brown noser, man! They're not going to give you the interview. They might. If Chris Wallace gets the interview, it'll be because of that. How to succeed in business and make friends and influence people. The Chris Wallace way. Well, you can have it. I'll stand on my own two feet as a man and I will kneel only before God. I'll take my oath on what I've just said. And I want to thank uh, all of you for coming along with me as we... um, and build a bridge to conversation here daily. I want to thank all of you for making our show as popular as it has. I'm taking it on the road to Florida uh, here in the next um, uh, month and uh, a little over a month. Or well, over a month. It'll still be over a month before I get down there. But, but just the same, I'll be in and out of there uh, here uh, the next couple of weeks and um, putting things in place. And so God bless you and God keep all of you. And uh, thank you. I want to thank him for... Bring us to the close of yet another day. Thank God for it. I want to thank God for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I ask for your prayers. Pray for those that we've prayed for. And may God richly bless and keep you all.